Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As you might know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation where John and I review and discuss a listener-submitted minute of content from either movie or TV or something they found somewhere on the internet. John, what are we looking at today? So today we're watching The uh, the Founder, uh, a clip from The Founder, the movie, <laughs> that we watched on Netflix. And uh, this is the 21st minute and 46 seconds uh, mark for The uh, the Founder. And this is submitted by Max the Man. Excellent. And we're very excited to announce that we're now part of the Minimum Fun Network. It's a depressing selection of low-quality podcasts that do meet the minimum legal definition of fun. It's home to such other podcasts as Ralph Macchio's Karate Kidding Around and Hayden Christensen's These Are Some Other Movies I Wasn't Terrible In. You can visit the minimumfunnetwork.com slash minutepod for more information today. I kind of want those other podcasts. I kind of do uh, too, actually. I'm going I'm to go download them now because they totally exist. Um, all right. So what I, what I think we should break down for this is maybe a chronological review of what happened in the, uh, in, in the clip that we, we watched. Um, sure. So I would like to say it is a framed like flashback sort of sequence. Like it's two men uh, – discussing what it uh, like a certain event that happened uh to another man while having dinner and so we're constantly as viewers taken back in time to this event and then also back to the dinner uh and this is uh basically a description of i assume them planning out a what like like a assembly line for constructing sandwiches it seems to be what it is i like to think of this minute as some men in a restaurant talking about what they did with some young guys in a park a few hours ago <laughs> yes Just, you know leaving it at that but john what is your current level of understanding of the clip and the movie here more broadly so i feel like everybody kind of has a general understanding of uh the the founding of McDonald's and like mm-hmm. the origins of McDonald's like anybody who watches I don't know the Discovery Channel or the History Channel at some point I'm sure has like watched a documentary on it and so like I generally know the the history ishness of McDonald's but when it comes down to like anything about this movie uh it, other than it's supposed to be good I I haven't I don't know anything about it. How about you, Paul? Well, um, mostly I just know that it is a movie that has something to do with the founding of McDonald's, and the scene in particular supports that theory or understanding of what the movie's about. Uh, John, should, should we do a quick reading of the script for this one, do you think? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, would you rather be Dick or Mac? As I learned, their names are because I turned on the closed captioning to uh, <laughs> do the script. All right. Uh, I'll be Mac. Okay, then I, I will think. be Dick. <laughs> I think I think I think you'll be good at this, Paul. I don't know how to respond to that, so I'll just start. <clears throat> We've got it all drawn. This is better. 
Is that all right? I think so. I guess I guess let's explore our battle stations. Okay, okay. Finally, after about six hours of this, we get it just right. It's a symphony of efficiency, not a wasted motion. Good form, Jasper. You feel good about those pickles. Catch up. Use your lazy Susan. Put your back into it, Seth. And pickles and pickles and mustard. So we take the layout to a builder and custom build the kitchen to our exact specs. Ta-da! The Speedy system is born. The world's first ever system to deliver food fast. It's totally revolutionary. And a complete disaster. Opening day, cars pull up into the lot, and they start honking immediately. And see. Excellent. I thought that was a pretty accurate reading, actually. Yeah. And so oh, okay. I'd like I'd like your skepticism to be removed now, Paul. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Let's uh, let's t- take that line again. Excellent, John. Great reading as always. <laughs> no, <laughs> that and also like you know I called it before. I said you were going to be good at this, and you were you were very good at this. This exact it, thing. It's a little too complimentary, John, and now I'm uncomfortable. But we okay. we should say uh, th- these are the only two characters who. Well, they're not oh. the only named characters. I guess we also have Seth and jasper and susan who's apparently lazy um no but they, they are the only speaking characters uh okay i just want to you know lazy susan's like a device it wasn't like his his ex-wife no maybe i mean i, I don't want to like assume anything but it, it's also like a a s- small spinning platter I don't. I don't think that's a thing. But okay. but the, the, the characters here, we should say, um, Dick is played by Nick Offerman. Yes. And Mac is played by a guy I recognize from some things, but I, I don't know what his name is. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> I, well, no. I I believe. Okay. It wasn't the guy. Was it the guy from the office? I don't think so. No, it wasn't. It wasn't him. It, it like. Like a, like a large bald man. Yeah, and it, and it's difficult because I'm like I know exactly I've seen this guy a hundred times in a lot of different things, and how is it that I can't place any of the places that I recognize him from? No, I'm not sure. I mean, he's clearly an established character actor. Somebody tweet uh, who Mac is at us, but yeah. John. So so for me, the most interesting part of this minute is the full overhead shot that we see of the kitchen when it's laid out in chalk. Yes. For me, beautifully well, me, laid out, inhumanly pretty, laid out, like pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. This is like interns worked hard on this set, like to like, to, like mm-hmm. draw out this this uh this like blueprint drawing on the ground, basically. It, it's pretty good, and for for me, the most interesting thing about it is the names that are written on these different workstations. Some of them make a lot of sense, but some of them are a little strange. Did you catch any of these? I mean, I remember seeing that there were names and that I could read them, but I do not remember what any of them were called. Okay, so there's there's some that make a lot of sense that you might expect in a McDonald's-esque kitchen. You've got a big thing for the front counter. You've got the deep fryer and the fry rack. A couple of Lazy Susans. Poor Susan. Uh, but there's some weird things happening. First, huh. in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a guy working on a very large unlabeled counter, which to me... <laughs> Very confusing that everything else is so immaculately labeled, and this kid's just working off in the corner. 
It's, uh, did they run out of chalk, maybe? It's not or, clear. Or they just had one too many extras on set, and they're like, well, no, it's, pro- it's probably go, that. Go to the fucking corner and just yeah. do something. But um, there's, there are three stations laid out with names that I don't know exactly what they mean. You okay. have one that just says orange, one that says burger slide, and one that says multi-mixer. So I don't understand why you're confused about this. Orange is obviously okay. the guy who makes the oranges. Uh, okay, for now we'll accept that. The burger slide is so McDonald's is all about like fun, and so Ooh, there's yeah. there's obviously a place where like the last thing that the burger does before it goes into your tummy is gets like a little slide. Okay, right? okay. And then the multi mixer is the uh, name brand for the milkshake mixing machines. Okay, so. I think those are all wrong because, but I, but I don't actually know. So I need you to fact check me here, John. Okay. I've never seen an orange inside of a McDonald's except for the, I was going to say fairly recently, but I feel like in the early 2000s, they started doing fresh squeezed orange juice at some locations. It's been mm. a while since I was at a McDonald's. Orange but, juice was my near reaction there. It was yeah. like, if it just says orange, then yeah. So it's it's possible that early McDonald's also did fresh orange juice. I mean, this is technically the very first McDonald's, which I have a feeling does not mm. resemble the McDonald's that we experience like 40 years later. You know, that's, that's probably true. But we can say with some plausibility that they did orange juice there. Maybe. Okay. The burger I mean, slide. A whole counter for it? That does it's, seem It's a little, a little weird. weird. Yeah. The burger slide for me is weird because the griddle, bun dressing, and finishing station are all on the other side of this counter area. Huh. So, I don't know what the burger slide's for. The burgers should be completely constructed on the other side of the counter. So, that's weird. I'd, I'd just like to say, how did bun dressing not get onto this list of things that you were confused about, it, it just makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I, I guess. I mean, but, like, do they give them little capes before they go on the slide? Or well, they like, used to. Uh, they, had, they had to stop. It was that extra <laughs> expense made it untenable. Oh. But then, the multi-mixer, I don't think is for milkshakes because there is a malt station behind the multi-mixer and an ice cream station a little further down. And the hmm. kid working at the multi-mixer station is just jiggling his hands around. No, so no. he's no help at all. I want to point this out. They're all just jiggling their hands around. This is a this is a literal this is a minute video of grown men wearing like what 1930s, 40s clothes, something like that. Mhm. Just jiggling their hands around while standing in a chalk drawing. Like I disagree. I disagree. Nick Offerman makes a point to point out Jasper's good pickle form. Yeah, the, no, you feel good about those pickles. It's like a. It's an. It's, <laughs> it's imperative. It's not like it's. It's not even like evaluative. Oh, it's, it's not a compliment. It's like you feel good about those pickles because if you don't, you're <laughs> you're getting fired. I'd also like to point out that uh, Offerman is. St- standing on top of a ladder with mm-hmm. a stick that he's beating in his hand at a rhythm and that rhythm is either uh like he's either a conductor of this like uh pickle symphony or he is in fact like intimidating them <laughs> and threatening to beat them and uh and so I, I don't really know what to think of of his like gleeful expression while watching this that he was he was yeah he was enraptured by this it's pretty weird also pickle symphony should be the title of the episode i've changed my mind okay pickle but, symphony 
But you're definitely right. I mean, I, I assume he was using the yardstick to sketch it out, sketch out the, um, you know, the chalk stations before. Oh, but that's true. Even so, it, it's pretty strange. Okay. So. <laughs> I mean, I like how they brought a ladder into the middle of this, like, basketball court. <laughs> well, otherwise you won't be able to, you won't be able to tell what the kids are doing. Well, the dunking has not been invented yet, so how else are you going to, like, uh. I don't know. I don't know when dunking was invented. <laughs> I take back my joke. I'll, I'll allow it, but that, that's not the end of the station critique that I have, because there's also these erased stations that you can see mm-hmm. in this one shot. One of them either says Garnish or Danish, and I'm pretty sure neither of them makes a lot of sense. I feel like Garnish, Garnish makes more sense to me than Danish More does. than Danish, but they already have a bun dressing section separately, which I assumed was, like, garnishes, unless they're just putting parsley. This is, like, the parsley station. <laughs> Ooh. But also... <laughs> I wouldn't mind working hmm. the parsley station. Feels like it's a very classy position there. Yeah. But also, there was an ice station that didn't make it into the final cut, so do they not have ice in this new kitchen layout? I mean, I they, have, they have ice cream, so why would you They do have ice both? cream. Yeah. You just, like... Put the cream in the in the the cold beverage to cool it down, and that's and how the milkshake, milkshake was invented. Exactly, Whoa. I'm all out of ice to put in my milk, <laughs> so I better <laughs> put put in some cream. Yeah, mm. have you ever right. put milk or ice in milk, Paul? I have. I actually, I, the ice looks so weird when you do it. It does. It's it very looks polarizing. Natural. It looks yeah. unnatural. However, it does taste refreshing. So it's definitely true. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, John, let's let's briefly talk about what these boys are wearing. Okay. Did did you get a look at this at all? So they have very high pants. Very high pants. True. They're they're pleated, all wearing hats. pleated pants. They're all wearing hats except for recognizable actors, and that's so that you know who they are. That's true. They're, I counted two fedoras, one sort of scrunched paper boy hat. Yeah. Uh, and then just some cowboy looking hats. I think in Hollywood, hats now are basically like, I'm hiding from the police, or mm-hmm. don't notice me, I'm an insignificant character. Like, the, the, those are the two modes that hats have, you know, in this. is like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a person moving around in the background. Don't pay attention to me. Guys without hats, right. they're the ones with the... They're the ones with the... Uh, the power? The, yeah. Yeah. I did notice one guy who was not wearing a hat, who had on the strangest jacket with, like, the widest collar I have ever seen. Did you see this guy? First I thought it was a leather jacket, but it turns out it's some sort of felt thing with diamonds on it and just the widest collar. Very strange looking. Huh. Like, ex- are we talking, yeah. like, past the shoulders? Not quite, but, like, pretty close. I think he's probably a named character somewhere else in the movie with a jacket like that and no hat. Yeah, he's, like, Jackie, Jackie Big Collar. Jackie Big Collar. Oh, we should have should have had someone come in to read his part. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. We did. We did have somebody come in to read his part. Um, it was uh, uh, I don't know. I I suddenly can't think of a single actor or famous. Television's person. Ralph Macchio. Yeah, Television's yep. Ralph Macchio came yep. in and read that part for us. And it you, it wasn't a speaking role, so view. he was a little disappointed. Uh yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see how long he, that silence would go he, for. He left in a huff. Yeah, well, I'm okay with it. Uh, so, can we talk a little bit about what all these boys are doing here? 
Um, yeah. Like, we could talk they, about that. Are they employees? Are they, they prospective employees? What's your thought there? <laughs> I think that they were just picked up in the parking lot. And like, <laughs> like, hey, you want to make 15 bucks? Or I guess that would be like a fortune in like the 1940s or something. So maybe like, you want to make 50 cents for, you know, six hours of work? Well, that, that's <laughs> How my are you drawing is... chalk lines? Yeah, that's my question. Is we know they were doing this for at least six hours, which what a hellish thing! It's like pantomime burger making for six hours. Yeah, it. Well, not only that, but like there, there is a certain point where you're like, how effective is this? Like, like I understand like why you'd want to yeah. draw it out on the ground, but how effective is like having people mime what it is they're doing? Maybe they already own a restaurant, and so these are their workers on that restaurant. But then I'm thinking, like, wow, what a what a horrible day at work! Is like you go there and you just yeah. got like stand out in the heat, uh, your hat sticking to your head, and you know sweating right through your clothes, and you just gotta shake your arms while pretending to make burgers instead of well, not, making not real only burgers. not only that, but also Nick Offerman's yelling at you the whole time, telling you to put your back into your imaginary work and yelling about pickles. Yeah, no, the, that, the pickle, that's a weird day. The pickle, the pickle yelling is pretty great, and and I love the and pickles and pickles and mustard, <laughs> like, like it's it's just like completes the sandwich. <laughs> well, that's but, true. Uh, um, Jen, I don't know. Did did you notice anything else during the actual segment? So one of the other things I noticed is that uh, we don't get to see who. Uh, Mac and Dick are talking to, true. Uh, but I assume it's um the 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 titular the founder, uh, mm, okay. Ray Kroc, I think it's Rick Ray Kroc, something like that. The guy who actually founded McDonald's. Well, I think I think Mac and Ron, mm-hmm. or, or and Dick Mac and Dick are uh the McDonald's brothers or something like that. Uh, so I think we're so we're like seeing MacDonald and Dick Donald. Yeah, is that our theory? Okay. MacDonald and Dick Donald. Oh God, Dick Donald would be the worst name. Ever. <laughs> Although he could just go by Robert, but instead of going by Robert, he decided Dick Donald was the life he wanted to lead. Yeah, um, not great. Yeah, so McDonald's. I I think like. Yeah, maybe this is like the moment where they're like sort of pitching him on this idea, and then we see at the end it's like a complete disaster. People would pull up in their cars, but how do we? How do we? How do we like you know meet this need? People want to eat in their cars. Apparently, they can't well, just but like that's that's what's weird to me, John, is that they can't be doing a pitch meeting because they've already piloted the project at a restaurant and found out that it doesn't work for some reason. I don't mean a pitch meeting. I mean, like, this is when Ray Kroc sort of pitches them, like, what if I bought your restaurant? Like, what if, oh, I, see. What if I did this? I see. Well, that's plausible. Well, let, let's uh, let's jump to that then, John. How do you think we got to this point, and what do you think happens next? Um, I want to think, because I kind of got this from their personalities, that uh, that we've got the uh, Kroc here. He's sitting, mm-hmm. eating dinner by himself. And these two bozos just walk up and start talking to him. And the reason I say that is because they seem like the kind of people that are a little, like, I don't know, socially awkward. The whole, like, 
conducting a symphony of pickles and mustard yeah and ketchup just makes me feel like they don't really know how to socialize like they they might they might have some money from their burger businesses and whatnot but like yeah i'm not i'm not really sure that they're all that <laughs> all that sharp in the in the interpersonal relationship side of things so sure. like maybe he's just sitting there they walk up and just start talking to him about their business and he's like ah, guys i'm just trying to eat this i don't know it's what i, I didn't see what they had on their plates i assume steak it seems yeah i also of, assumed it was a steakhouse yeah. yeah uh it just feels kind of 1940s 40s e or 50s e mm-hmm. you know um anyway so they're talking to him, and this is when he's like, I was just looking for this sort of business to get into or something like that. And then he runs off and uh, buys their business on the spot for, like, $2 and then runs off and, and you know the rest of that story. He goes to McDonaldland or whatever that place is called, and then the scary, like, fry people come in, and then the bird... <laughs> And uh, that weird purple guy, Mayor McCheese, the Hamburglar. There was a Mayor McCheese. Yeah, Mayor McCheese, and uh, oh, the, that's upsetting. And the sheriff, sheriff something, uh, who is also a hamburger, uh, a cheeseburger. So like, huh. obviously nepotism inside Definitely. of the uh, inside of the, the world of McDonaldland or whatever mm. it is. And uh, then he's like ball pits, and that and that was a thing, and then. <laughs> He basically became like a a demigod able to summon, uh, you know, food play places and creepy uh, puppet people. What I like about your theory, John, is it not only explains the clip that it's absolutely but also the... nonsensical. <laughs> no, no, but it also explains the prominence of McDonald's as worldwide. Yes, because he sort just... of an expanded universe theory. Exactly, he just sort of walks upon the earth. And summons it, them and it summons them it it huh. it seeds them so how about you paul <laughs> what do you think happened before and after this well my theory is very heavily based on the fact that something we didn't mention there's a lot of open space in the back of the kitchen okay which to me is very suspicious because every other little thing is labeled out down to the orange station right well, that's where the illegal gambling goes on well, that's not what I think goes on there. Okay. So, my theory is that clearly this is a movie about revolutionizing the fast food industry, about the founding of McDonald's. There's no real mystery there. My question is around, who are these boys, and why are they really here? Because I don't think these boys would spend six hours pantomiming pickles <laughs> in the heat if they didn't have a deeper motivation. That's true. So I think that these boys have really been suckered in by uh, Dick and Mac, by the promise of a summer job. No, there's no way they're going to spend six hours in the sun because they think they're getting a summer job for minimum wage out of this. I think they're holding something else over these head, over over their heads, and I think there's two options for what it could be. Okay. Number one, reefer madness. Okay. Everything so, in the 50s was reefer madness, as far so, as I can tell. So they're just like reefering Reefer them? mad. Like, they're just reefer mad. They're just reefer mad. They're just in there high and shaking their arms. Yep, so that's one option. Okay. Option two is that it's a sex cult. Okay. Why Go else would on. you have room in the back of your fast food restaurant if not for a sex cult? So, McDonald's is a sex cult, and I haven't figured out all the details yet, but that also must be why 
we learn it's a disaster at the end of the uh, segment. Okay. Because everyone's too busy in the back having a sex cult. <laughs> that's why there's so cult. much room in the back. And that's also why it's taking too long to get the food out to the people and why they're honking. Okay. Which also makes sense why the kitchen would have to be so efficient. Because at any point, half of the staff are in the back having a sex cult. Okay. I love so, the phrase having a sex cult. Thank you. It's it's like, uh, I didn't know sex cult could be so verbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think another another brilliant part of this is like, maybe that's his revolutionary idea, is like, Ray Kroc is like, well, what if you didn't have a sex cult in the back of the restaurant? That's how he fixes it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh man. You know what if you what if you just did this slightly different and it just happened to be like put a window in so cars can drive through and and uh, <laughs> stop the sex cult and stop the sex cult exactly yeah that so that these young boys can just get on with their work that makes a lot of sense actually okay so John I clearly think this is a show about a sex cult okay. what do you think this show is about what's your summary for the listener I think it's uh I think it's about figuring out like how how mcdonald's got to the point where like they're now a cafe like they're they're trying to Mm. sell themselves as like you know a a cheaper starbucks experience which by definition would be like not a starbucks experience if you don't like feel bad about how much you paid for that cup of tea (laughs) um so i don't know like i'm kind of interested in like seeing how some of the like, uh, not stereotypical, but like regular uh, McDonald's sort of like experiences are formed just at the beginning to see if like they is the McDonald's of my childhood that different than the McDonald's of like you know the original McDonald's and see I don't want I want to see I want to see how that works out and so that's kind of what I what I think the the film is about. Okay, so are you saying you would recommend it then? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I want to watch it, but I recommend I, everything. I feel like I recommend everything, and you're like, nah. Well, uh, yeah, as as with most of my other assessments, I'm not sure if I can recommend this because I've set myself up for a big fall here. Ah, that's true. Because because there's the, no the sex odds cult. of it actually. Well, yeah, the odds of it actually involving a sex cult or reefer madness, I think, are pretty low. Ah, uh, I feel like, I feel like reefer madness is a little bit more plausible. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Yeah, those guys looked a little too happy about pickles. I mean, then again, that that could also lead to sex cult stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And on that note, uh, let's have a (laughs) big thank you to Max the Man for submitting this minute and for finding us a minute on Netflix that was easy to watch. I think we we appreciate that. John, should all future minutes come in an easy to watch format? Uh, I mean, ideally, they they have a link to the the video of some variety. But yes, Netflix. Netflix is cool. Uh, we don't have access. YouTube's to like, good. Yeah, YouTube is great. Uh, I think Hulu would probably be fine. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Awesome. Well, if you want to support the podcast, you can of course review us on iTunes, where I think we have a uniformly five star rating. Not because we only have one review. I mean, it's it's great. It's a little bit because uh, of that. Well, <laughs> uh, it's. Uh... But also, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, you can review us. Uh, you can reach out to us at the minute podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at MinuteCod. <laughs> MinuteCod, Jesus. MinuteCod. Yep, MinuteCod. Okay, that, that's going to be the next. Oh, I was thinking the fish. Actually. Oh. 
Both We've are got good. We've two, two spinoffs there. It'll be great. Yep. Uh, or find us on Facebook. So it's at Minute Pod, not Minute Cod. Yeah. Uh, as always, with this episode P. was with a P. Yeah. <laughs> as always, hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward with theme music by me, Paul Reberg. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.